Welcome back to The Francisca Show, a Jewish coffeehouse podcast where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I am Francisca, a singer, composer, music producer, coach, and also your host. Hello, everyone. I'm sure you are somewhere under quarantine or self-quarantine and you might be going crazy. And it is my honor and privilege to be serving you and entertaining you today. I hope you really enjoy this podcast with Mayan Davis. I am so excited for this release. And just before we start, I'd like to mention our partners, our sponsors here on the show. If you've been thinking about straightening your teeth, definitely check out Modmouth and call them. Tell them Francisca sent you. Otherwise, we won't get credit for it. And if you do tell them Francisca sent you when you do call for more information or reach out for more information, the links are in the show notes, then they will hook you up with a free gift and I will hook you up with a free gift, but you'll have to tell me that you reached out to them. If you have products or services that you'd like me to try out, I like to promote products and services that I've used and benefited personally. So definitely reach out. And Please make sure to join the Artpreneur Facebook community that I've created on Facebook. We also have the Francisca Show Podcast Facebook community. There's a lot of activity going on there. Also, make sure to check me out on Instagram for stories, updates. I've been doing live performances throughout this time. And I'm just trying to help keep things light, panic-free if possible. So yeah, I'm so happy you've been tuning in here for your relax or self-development or self-care time because this is what it's meant to be for you. So thank you for listening to The Francisca Show. Here's your episode for today. And with no further ado, today we will welcome to the show Nechama Labor, who is Jewish Girls Unite. I'm trying to pull it up. Jewish Girls Unite, uh, director, author, and educator. Welcome to the show, Nahama. It's so exciting to have you. Thank you so much, Francisca. It's so nice to be here. Finally. Yeah. So let's start and just we'll go into what you do, how you got started with all the incredible things you're doing for women in the arts and girls in the arts. Okay. So starting with what we're doing, Jewish Girls Unite is a global community to empower Jewish girls and women. Using cutting edge approaches in education and encouraging all women and girls to use their talents to spread the light of Hashem. So I'm looking around today at the world and we've gone global. And since 2014, we were giving online classes to girls in bat mitzvah, age um, programs like about their bat mitzvah and we had teen leadership classes which we still have women's classes and often i would tell people come online and it was like a world they didn't understand and i feel that we were just practicing for this new global world that is emerging so Right now, we are offering a whole array of classes and events, which really focus on bringing out the creativity in Jewish women and girls. And of course, through that, our soul shines and we find connection to God and to the Torah. Wow, thank you. 
for that. And I know you have something that's launching tonight that you will share with us later on in the episode. Uh, tell, but give us a little more of the details of how this got started and what exactly is entailed in, in, in these projects. And I'd love to talk more about your camp as well. So I'll let you direct this a little bit. Okay. So you had asked me to share a little bit about my background. So I just want to share where I come from. I was raised in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York, where um, I was exposed to the beautiful Hasidic world and the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And my father was somebody who only came to Judaism later on in life, but he decided to become a rabbi at the age of 23 years old. And so because he chose it, he had such a passion that he instilled in me from a very, very young age. And as an educator of Torah for, for young children and adult women, he inspired them and he actually taught through drama, through creativity, through songs. He was always singing. Unfortunately, I grew up this, this beautiful time in my life where he was inspiring me, um, came to a screeching halt when he got sick when I was about eight years old. But he still continued to teach. He used every thing that he had, every, you know, every strength that he had left to continue to give. And then when I was 10 years old, he passed away. Now, I thought that, that it was over, like my connection to him was over. I remember my first thought when he passed away, like, who's going to teach me how to teach? We would talk about our dreams and how we're going to, you know, to build something where people can come and learn and be inspired and give them my mother's delicious food. And my mother comes from a Sephardic background. So I grew up with Sephardic music and she was always dancing in the kitchen and there was that joy. And so between the two of them, I really had such a beautiful beginning. And um, but I always had this passion in me for education and to pass it on with love and joy, not with force or with, um, you know, severity. My father was a very beloved teacher until today. I, his, his name speaks for himself. And so when I grew up, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I couldn't wait to become a teacher. I studied in a seminary and uh, I taught grade six. And actually I have a very nice story that just happened is that one of my sixth grade teachers, sixth, sixth grade students, what um, was Ida Schattenstein. And uh, recently we reconnected when her daughter was becoming bat mitzvah this year, we reconnected to produce a journal called Seven Voices of Leadership. And this is called a bat mitzvah and beyond self-discovery journal where Jewish girls can discover the voices of seven great Jewish prophetesses from within themselves. And, you know, there are so many voices in our heads and sometimes many of them are negative. And we need to empower girls from a very young age that they can choose to listen to the voices of these incredible role models that give us strength to persevere through trying times. 
And Ida actually told me that one of the things she remembered and why she wanted to partner with us in this project was because she remembered the um, just the joy that, that I brought to the classroom. And I don't take credit for that. I said, you know, that really came from a legacy that I am carrying on. That was who my father was. And he instilled in me that no matter what a child is going through, or even if they're not excelling, you still need to give them love no matter what. So thank God she had good memories. And we had such a, um, just, it was an amazing experience to collaborate and produce this. This is very new. And when I read it, I actually see so many tools that we need today. Like it was almost like a prophecy. It was a divine inspiration to create this book. Perhaps we were inspired by the prophetesses that this would be even more needed during these times that we're in. And even women have told me this: these are questions and growth tools that I need, not just my daughter, but I need it too. So... The truth is that after uh, many years, I realized that my father had never left me. I did live with a lot of sadness and a feeling of loss, thinking you know, that I was deprived of his love. And many years later, wasn't, you know, when as I realized, especially more and more after I did the work of, in a way, like delayed grief, delayed grieving, I would say, and I just kind of try to let go of all those feelings of sadness, I discovered this incredible light of legacy where I'm able to connect to him through such joy of purpose, knowing that he has been holding my hand all along. And I would say that that is really a very huge source source of strength in everything that we do today and in educating young girls um, through love, creativity, song, which really represents the soul and really going deeper than just the external, but recognizing that there is something very special inside all of us and that we have a divine, you know, a divine soul that gives us the power to overcome all darkness. And I think this is a message that everyone needs today because externally things seem very dark and depressing. And one of the things I've learned is that our mission is to bring light into the world and to find, this is my next book, to find song in sorrow. This was the song that emerged from my sorrow of losing my father. And I would say that it brings me joy that when people read this book, they find comfort in, in their own you know, feelings of loss and the knowledge that we have the power to carry on a legacy and really create light from darkness. Wow, that's so beautiful. I, I love how you use your personal experiences to bring light into the world. It's really beautiful how you uh, turn that into legacy, into a mission, into, into a way of inspiring and creating more be, beyond yourself, beyond your experience. So that's really beautiful. Uh, can you tell us more about 
first of all, where do you get, well, you just told us where you get all this extra power, but you, you've started and you have created so many joint and collaborative initiatives. So first, could you list a bunch of them and then maybe let's choose your favorite one and we'll talk more about that. Okay, so I'm just gonna go a little backwards and tell you that when I, that really it started out that my husband and myself, that's my first most important partnership, right? And we came out to do um, shlichut and we be, we were, we are Chabad shluchim emissaries in upstate New York. We started out in Troy, New York, and now we are the Chabad of Southern Rensselaer County. I began with really a bat mitzvah club and of course teaching in the school. Bat mitzvah club was extracurricular and it was a way to bring girls of all backgrounds together from throughout the whole area, all synagogues, and connect them through the arts and showing them that we have something that is that we all have in common. We can all sing, we can all dance, doesn't matter what level of observance we are. And it's amazing because people didn't understand this. How can you have girls from different backgrounds, negative influences on each other? And I would say, what do you mean? When you connect them to their soul, there's only growth and there's only love. And it's amazing that some of those girls are still in touch and have grown together. And the bat mitzvah club really turned into a camp and bat mitzvah camp. And then it became Jewish girls retreat because we were growing our ages beyond bat mitzvah. And there was a teen program, a younger division, which was called Yalda division because I collaborated with Leah Larson, who's Leah Karras today. She was um, a 12 year old girl. When I met her, she was 14. She actually interviewed me for her magazine. <laughs> and from that, she said, hey, I wanna come to your camp. So as a, as a teen leader, and she was one of my first out of town campers. Leah Karras is now married, thank God, with five children, moved up to Albany and is still working with me. She is our graphic designer. She, has she is the one who creates all these books the design and uh, the publishing of it. We started a JGU Press together where we also published books for other women. She, um, she, thank God, has a beautiful family but still is continuing in this path. And uh, it's almost like we are our, our leaders are homegrown. <laughs> like they have been empowered in our program and we've like become so close that it's almost like sometimes you don't have to tell each other what needs to be done because she just knows, you know, how things need to look, you know, what, what the style should be. And uh, it's made things actually happen much quicker because when you have a team that you've been working with for years, it's, it's very, you know, it's amazing. I can reach her late at night and she's like troubleshooting for me on our new website. Thank God at JewishGirlsUnite.com. Um, and a new website for our campus is also being designed right now by her. So Leah and I, you know, collaborated and it really teaches the power of synergy. It wasn't like, you know, who's getting the, who's, you know, whose camp is this? It was just us really growing together. Girls came from Yalda Magazine. They came from the Bat Mitzvah Camp Club. 
And the Jewish Girls Retreat um, be, grew for many years into like 90 girls from all different backgrounds. That was something that was unique about us. We had girls from all kinds of levels of observance and they learned and grew together. Now, I remember it was after camp and Leah and I were still together and we looked at each other and said, what now? There was so much inspiration. The girls are going home. How do we keep them connected? So back in 2010, there wasn't this amount of technology available. So we started with conference calls and um, creating a curriculum that girls can use in their communities and become leaders and create gr little groups. And then for a while, we couldn't really keep it going. So then in 2014, I collaborated with Yosef Resnick from Room, Room 613. He taught me how to use the online platform. And then there was another woman, Susan Axelrod, a, an amazing coach. And she empowered me. And she said, you need to do this. You need to go global and reach Jewish girls everywhere. And together, we put our heads together and came up with many new ideas and programs. Um, and I would say that I have always seen so much blessing come out of collaboration. And that is really something that I bring into my own family. Thank God I have 11 children. <laughs> one, one, my daughter's married with two little boys. And people say to me, I don't understand how you do everything with all your children. And I say, because I collaborate with my children. They are part of my, my team. And I help them see their own strengths and then contribute to the team in the way that they feel good about it and empowered. So my daughter, you know, my, one of my daughters is a great photographer. Another daughter is the cook. Literally, she cooks. She cooks supper tonight. That's why I can get online here at 645. Um, I have Baruch Hashem. My, my second daughter, Hannah Labor, is an artist. You can follow her at Labor of Love on Instagram. And last night, she collaborated with JGU for an art class. She had almost 30 girls online coming together to do portraits. And she has recognized that she grew up in JGR with this confidence that Hashem gave her a gift. And it is not her own, but it is used to empower other Jewish girls to, to connect to their soul, to connect to their Judaism. So of course she connected it to the four sons in the Haggadah. And there's always a Jewish connection in everything that we do. That was something that I, from the very beginning, when I would create a theme for camp, I would then connect the whole schedule. Every trip that we went on, the, the songs, the, the dances, we would create a camp movie, which is actually available for download if anybody wants to watch them now, professional movies that were all bringing out one theme and the girls you know still sing the songs that they learned in camp they may forget a lot of things that we taught them but they remember the songs and they remember the love and the joy of judaism and that is my mission 
is that I want our young generation to carry on and to, per, to, to preserve the legacy that we have all that we all have and to pass it and to pass it on, they need to experience it with love and joy and through their own passions to see it as something that is a gift from Hashem to pass on to others. And so I'm, I'm really proud of all of my own children and my spiritual daughters. Every one of them is a daughter. And I just want to empower them to shine. And now as a, as global leaders to take their gifts, and to give them a platform. This is like their incubator, where from here they can find their own venues, but we give them that space that we support them. So on Sunday, we had a connect and create celebration where a group of girls met together and planned the whole program. And I just sat there and I had kind of helped them just coordinate, but I just, sat back, I welcomed them, and I thanked them. Girls sang, they danced, said Divre Torah, um, and gave over a virtual art gallery. And so when people realize that this is Judaism, then they love it. I really love that. And I love how you are centrally or your main thing is the education and continuing the legacy and and art ends up being a huge part of it and which is really great for our podcast because that's the focus but i'd love to hear from your perspective why is art such an important factor especially well in the orthodox community it's a big focus for girls that's like the outlet for for women for girls so can you talk more about as an educator, as a leader, as someone who's been in that field of authority and education, how, why is, does art play such a big role in our communities? So I would say that a lot of Judaism is in the head, right? Or, or rote actions, like rote practice. And then there becomes this disconnect between, okay, I learned Chumash, it's all here in the head. I might have learned even about how to love another. I, I learned that Hashem you know, loves me, but then in times of crisis, do I really feel it? Or do I fall into despair? How do we create that connection between the mind and the heart? How does a child say, I want to be a proud Jew? I want to live this life. I want to pass it on. Not I have to, because my teachers taught it to me and tested me on it. And so what does a child love? They love art. Naturally, children sing and dance, unless, God forbid, they've been through trauma. Put, it, put, put Francisca's music on, and they're dancing away. I would want to tell you that your music is saving our family. We're dancing all the time and you're on our playlist. Thank you. You know, so naturally, these are things children love. And like, what are the other arts that you would bring up? Just drawing and, you know, using all the gifts that Hashem gave us. You never have to force a child to do art. 
unless for whatever reason, their creativity has been suppressed. So when you say this is Judaism, let's now take the song and the art and connect that to being Jewish. Then they feel it in their heart and they say, I love this. But there's something that's higher than even the mind and the heart, and that is song. I would say song connects you to the, to the highest realm of the soul. And so song is very, very important. And that's why I love to promote artists who are singers, who are singing important messages through song because it gets into you over and over. And this is really what Moshe Rabbeinu commanded the Jewish people before his, before, and his, in his last words, he said, and write this song. He was talking about the Torah. It must be given over as a song in a way that our children enjoy it and that they're passionate about it. So people ask me when they see the cover of my book or the title, Finding Song and Sorrow, am I a singer? And I would say, I'm not a professional singer, even though I'm always singing and leading song. For me, song is expressing the soul in any way possible. And creativity is one of the expressions of the soul. Another thing about song that I want to share is that song, as you know, I don't have to tell you, is composed of low, low notes and high notes. And often our lives just seem so fragmented that we don't make the connections. And we just think this is good and this is bad. This is low and this is the high of my life. But when we can bring it all together and realize that the lows and the highs are all part of one song of our life. When I can see that the in the low that this leads me to growth, it leads me to my high, then my life becomes a song. And I'm not sure if this is the answer to your question, but it takes a creative mind to make those connections. So by teaching our children through the creative arts, they actually become creative in the way they see their lives. And so when they are feeling down, they can express that low through art and that becomes a high automatically. They can compose a song, I'm feeling down today, my low, has emerged into this most beautiful song. From darkness emerges light. That is my most important message, is that your mission is to bring light. We say at Jewish Girls Unite, shine your inner light. The inner, most concealed part of us needs to be revealed. Sometimes those talents are dormant. Once you reveal it, then I can shine my light with the gifts Hashem gave me, with the mitzvot, of course, the mitzvot, every mitzvah is a candle, shining light, and go even deeper than that, which is something for whatever reason Hashem wanted me to learn from a very young age, is that go bring light into the darkest places, into your most difficult emotions. That is where I want you to find your light. And we see that some of the greatest artists have created their art from their challenges. My father 
taught his students something that I only discovered many years later when I was um, 37, the age that he was when he passed away. And I had been going through a very difficult time in my life. And I'm not saying it's always easy having a large family and keeping up and with the finances and with the time constraints. And I remember feeling tremendous pressure and, and I, but, but I, and I really, I was going through a really hard time. And then that year it hit me that I'm the age that my father was. I said, you know, I need to get to know who my father was. I need to find out how did he sing in the most difficult times of his life? How was he singing when he knew he was ill? I don't understand. Thank God I don't have any major problems, but I'm, I'm so like, I'm, I can't keep up and I'm getting, you know, stressed out with my children and impatient. And sometimes I just, you know, express those emotions. I said, how was he happy? How was he joyful? And so he has his ways of sending me messages and continuing to teach me. I've seen it over and over. I decided to do a live stream event back in 2015 because my family couldn't come together. And I brought together a lot of his colleagues and his students and um, friends. And they spoke about him with such love. I couldn't believe it. it. It felt like it was 27 days, not 27 years since his passing. One of his students, I'll give her mentioned, Dobra Spinner, said, I have been holding on to his notes since he was my teacher. It was like three decades before that. And it was notes from Hasidus, from the teachings of Hasidus. And one of the one of the most beautiful teachings that I read there was that the Baal Shem Tov taught us that we could take our sara, our miss, our uh, what would you say, difficulty, our challenge, sara. Everybody knows what saras are, and turn it into our tsohar, and tsohar is light. And how do you do that? So there is another letter, another word in between, and that's ratza. Connecting to the desire of your soul, and of course, which is the will of Hashem. When you really connect to the will, you can take something that is so terrible and so dark and turn it into light. And so I started on a new journey. Like I am going to find light and darkness. And it was after that that I no longer felt that pain when I spoke about my father, like it opened up such a beautiful light in my life. And uh, it really emerged into this book, Finding Song and Sorrow, that is, I would say, um, light from darkness. I would never have written such a book. And actually, while I was writing the book, Hashem tested me which was I, was I was about to start editing the book. And then Hashem, Hashem sent me my 11th child with Down syndrome. And I'm editing the book and I'm reading it. 
And I realized, wow, my father's teachings and every, every one of my life experiences has really led me to this day. And I had a choice. Am I going to fall apart or am, am I going to find the light in this situation? Am I going to say Hashem really chose me with, with a special mission? to be the mother of this child and shine a new light in a different way as the mother of a special needs child. And I have, Baruch Hashem, experienced a lot of light come from that choice. This is this child actually happens to be now the light of our life. He's keeping us sane now during this quarantine. He's the one that is bringing so much joy to our home. And so sometimes when things just seem so dark, we just need to ask ourselves, what is the hidden light in this situation? This is just light that Hashem wants me to discover. And when we do, the light that emerges is the most powerful light one can ever imagine. Yes, I'm sure. It's so wholesome of everything you're speaking about, the way it started, and then when you're editing it, the, your, your own words are bringing you comfort or enlightenment. and that's really powerful. So you have published several books and you have mentioned, you know, staying sane through the financial things and time constraints. And then you, I know you're also in training to become a coach. So I'd love to hear more about your process and um, your, your transformation overall. So, I mean, I guess that's my biggest transformation is that when I'm going through a hard time, I realize that Hashem is putting me in this situation so that I can learn something that will help others. And I believe that that's, that's what's happening now. Each one of us are called upon to choose if we're going to lead or you know, fall into despair. Of course, it's very tough times. At the same time, each of us has a voice now that's really needed. And that is what I want for our Jewish daughters, our Jewish girls. I want them to realize that this is a time for them to go in, to, to connect to their core, to their soul, and that their souls are never in quarantine. And that's what I just keep telling myself and our children. Like we have a choice to create positive memories now, or we can just, you know, get on each other's nerves all day. <laughs> and really this will look back on this as the most difficult time or that we created, you know, new relationships, stronger relationships together. And I just hope that Hashem will, you know, help everyone understand this message because life can be really hard without it. When you know that, you know, from the from the moment that a Jewish girl lights Shabbos candles, when she's a little girl, in out in a in Chabad we light from age three. She needs to know that she's that light. She has a unique light that no one else has, and that she can bring that to the world, and each in our own way. So I think that's actually was my first, it, was, it wasn't a book that I wrote myself. It was called One More Light. It was the first publication. 
And it came after a campaign to encourage Jewish girls to light Shabbos candles and to write about it. See, to express their love for Shabbos and lighting candles through their creativity. So then they read it and they recognize and like they're, they really love it. It's not just the mitzvah that they do by rote in a rush, five minutes, you know, quickly. They have to rush to the candle lighting, but really to take time to contemplate and to think about it. And that is something that I try to do in my own life is to not just daven by rote, but to create, um, I have like a sitter journal. And I also give a class on prayer called Roses to Pearls because through prayer, we can find the, the, the roses in our life, see through the thorns. And then the transformation is where you actually take the irritation in your life and turn it into your pearl, which is what an oyster does to create a pearl. And so I say we can do that in everything. Davening for many is irritating. It's like, oh, especially you know, the young kids, they don't see it. The, the gift of prayer. And then there's the young girl in all of us. I've been studying as a coach about the inner child and realizing that sometimes we get stuck in the past. And there's a part of us that has limiting beliefs. And when we feel stuck or triggered, it's often because there's that little girl who experienced something that that wired her brain in such a way that she doesn't believe in herself or that that she can't like get past it. So when you when we realize like why I believe in such a way and we can transform that belief, it's very transformative. So another person that has really taught me that is uh, Nachamadina Zwiebel, who's giving the empowerment through song workshop tonight actually starting tonight it's a four-part workshop and she has really helped me go deeper to realize that some of my beliefs are not even from today but from my a um, level of my mission in this world. Like it opened up new opportunities and new blessings because really our thoughts truly create our reality. And so we every day have that opportunity to choose. How am I going to think about today? Even for me, davening was very difficult because as a child, I prayed and my father inspired me. I was such a great davener from a very young age. And my mother, too, you know, she's very into davening. And then I didn't know what was it that like, kind of disconnected me, my, my love for davening. I felt it just didn't feel, I didn't feel it in my heart. I did it by rote. And uh, once I had a session with Nechamedina, we discovered that I had prayed for my father and it was like my heart closed. I felt like these are just words. They don't do anything. And then I, when I realized that that was a belief that I had as a child, but it doesn't serve me anymore, I could let it go and really connect with Hashem again on such a deeper level, knowing 
that he's my partner. And that is really something that carries me is that sometimes I take upon myself big projects. Like with my husband, we just purchased a 15 acre campus to hold our retreats. This was a dream for many years to have our own place. It was very difficult, koshering many, many kitchens and schlepping from place to place. And this was a direct um, blessing that came from having my baby, Yosef Chaim. I realized it would be too difficult to travel with a little with a young baby that needs therapy. And so I so we need to buy a place and I uncovered lots of limiting beliefs as to why I could not succeed or I, you know, and once I let those things go, I realized that if I believe in it, I can do it. <laughs> and so we moved into our first property with two acres and a pool and right after my when my baby was about four months old. And then Hashem blessed us that we realized that this wasn't big enough. We had two hotels across the street, miraculously, how it worked out, but it still wasn't big enough. And then we were in our house for about six months and our neighbors asked us if we'd like to buy their 12 and a half acre campus home farm within the next month and a half. And uh, thanks to um, incredible supporters, I like to say um, two of our supporters, Mickey Mass, Mickey Massey, and who has been um, who has been the sponsor of my book. Actually, she really believed in in the power of telling your story as a comfort to others because she lost her father and her husband Norman. They were the ones that helped us buy the property right before my father's thirty fourth yard site. And it has the most beautiful pond. And I look at that pond and I say, this house, this campus was built on so many tears. But it was those tears that kept me going because I knew that there are many other young girls and young girls at heart who have pain in their heart and they need comfort. They need to know about the power of the soul that is greater than any darkness. It's the light that we have in us that can never be dimmed. And uh, it just showed me that these, this is real. Torah is real. And when we believe in the power of our souls, we can do anything. And so thank God we had many retreats just even in the last year. And for women, for girls, winter retreats, we had our first summer retreat right here. And um, I hope that very soon this is will be all over and we'll be able to be together again in person. Uh, for now, our Pesach retreat isn't happening. And I, again, had to, I had a moment of feeling very down about it. And it was like this loss. And then I said, you know what? Hashem has a message for me. He wants me to focus on something else right now. And so I'm focusing on growing our online programs and collaborating with more artists and coaches and educators. And um, 
that's what's emerged. So many incredible programming programs and look at us here. I don't know if that would be happening, you know, <laughs> if I was busy with a Pesach retreat. And I think Hashem really does want all of us to be global leaders and to take the our life experience and lessons and really tell the story, share it with others. And through that we connect and we help others create light in their life. Wow, that's a beautiful story. I love how you shared. I also identify a lot with the limiting beliefs. I love that, that you shared your personal experience with, with finding the limiting beliefs and then clearing them, letting go of what doesn't serve you. And uh, I actually just posted a whole post today on Facebook about some of my limiting beliefs. So there's <laughs> a lot going on that's just that's all too And yeah, I'm so grateful we have uh, had this opportunity to have you on the podcast and this collaboration that might have not happened at this moment had you been busy on your Pesach program. Absolutely. And I do want to say that also another collaboration that was that is really important is Linda Schwartz with her husband Ori really launched Jewish Girls Unite globally in 2015. It was March 2015. And in honor of her daughter's bat mitzvah, it's really important. She wanted to do something more than just a party. She wanted to connect Jewish girls in a way that will continue for years to come and inspire every bat mitzvah girl. So she sponsored really the first celebration, the annual celebration. It was in California. She, she helped us create a beautiful website and logo and t-shirts and went all out. And it's been years and every year she, she and her husband continue to support our mission and I just want to say what our mission is, is that we envision all Jewish girls in the world connected online in a safe, loving, happy Jewish place. And our mission is to create a global community of empowered Jewish girls and women using innovative approaches in education and technology, using technology for the good. And so I am, I know that I am just, um, kind of listening to Hashem's messages, carrying on the mission that I was given, that we were all given, which is to spread light. One candle lights another and another and another, and that's all it really takes till the whole world will be filled with light. Okay, thanks for sticking around here. We had a disconnect here. If Nechama joins, I'll add her back in. We just had a few wrap-up questions left. Anyway, I'd like to thank you for joining us for our first live today on the Francisca Show podcast. This will be available tomorrow on the on the app, on the podcast app, wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the entire thing. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a JewishCoffeeHouse.com podcast. And also, I am looking for some volunteers or for a volunteer to help me catch up on some of the episodes we have pre-recorded so we could get them out. Uh, I'd love some help. And here's your outro. Thanks for listening to the Francisco Podcast. If you like this, make sure to go to your podcast app or your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. 
also leave us a review on iTunes. And join the Artpreneur Facebook group if you haven't yet. We have exciting things coming up there. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have a live events, live speakers speaking about different topics related to artpreneurs. And that will be exclusive for that. Let's see if Nechama's back. Hi, Nechama, are you back? Yes. Okay. I thought I didn't know what happened there. Well, I made the whole outro, so that happened already. But yeah, so I just have like three wrap-up questions, if that's okay with you. Are you there? We lost you again. See, we have this all the time when we do the pre-recorded episodes, except I get to edit them out, and we're not doing this this time around. Um, so I think we're going to end here. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I would love to find out. We will post the links in the show notes, how you can get in touch with Nechama Labor and participate, join, benefit from all the incredible projects she's done. And of course, to get her books. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Let me know if you like this live. And Annie, thank you. I watched this with my daughter. I'm so happy. Thanks so much for checking, for, for tuning in. Um, we'll have to have you back soon. Okay, have a great night, everyone. And thanks again for staying here until the very end. If you are looking into straightening your teeth, definitely click on the show notes for Mod Mouth and tell them Francisca sent you. If you are listening on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, tell two or three friends to check out this podcast. This is a great time to be listening to some entertainment, to some self-development, to some learn about Jewish women in the arts. Guess what? We will be having Nisim Black on this show. I've booked the episode with him already, and I'm really excited to have yet another star on the show. So if you have questions, definitely reach out to me with them. If you have questions, feedback, comments, please do email me or reach out to me, franciscak at gmail.com. Reach out to me. I love connecting with you. I love hearing from you. I love improving on this podcast based on my feedback and connections with you. Again, make sure to join the Artpreneur Facebook community and the Francisco Show Facebook community for more updates, some challenges, lives, performances, etc., also, I did start my coaching business and I am helping you, aspiring artists, creatives, and musicians, get started on your journey or improve on your journey. So definitely reach out. And now is the perfect time. We're stuck home anyway. We're thinking about the world. We're thinking about life. We're thinking about big things. So maybe this is a sign from God to start working on why you're meant to be here in this world. Well, enough preaching. You know how to contact me. You know what to do. See you next time. This is Francisca, and you've been listening to the Francisca Show podcast at jewishcoffeehouse.com podcast.